Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Ein Woman. We only have special guests. And today we go to Colorado. We go to Chase. Welcome, Chase. And just introduce yourself. Who are you and what are you doing and what can we learn from you? Perfect. Well, my name is Chase. I recently just graduated a semester early from the University of Northern Colorado. I graduated with a bachelor's of psychology. And with that, I will actually be starting a job as a behavioral health worker. I'm originally from Minnesota, but I moved here four years ago to get a better degree in a, in a college I really liked. Tell us a little bit more about the bachelor's in psychology. I have a bachelor's in psychology too. Obviously, that's my field of interest and passion. But there's so much you can do with a degree in psychology. Where are you headed? I will be headed more of like the rehab side of psychology, which means if someone comes to me with anything and everything, I'm hoping to be so diverse and versatile that I can help them with anything and everything. The job that I'm actually going for is kind of like an urgent care for psychology, which means anyone could come in at any time and we are there to help them with absolutely anything that we are able to. I've didn't want to do a lot of clinical psychology stuff. I didn't want to just sit in an office and talk one-on-one. -on -one. I wanted to be out and productive in within the community. I'm very excited to start and be able to help all of those in need. When you talk in need, what can it be? Like if, if people are depressed, anxious, or what? Yes, absolutely. Kind of like a whole board of things. What I was told through my job description is that if someone is feeling anxious about a test, they can come in and we can kind of calm down their nerves. I was also told that sometimes we go out to jails and we're able to sit down with inmates and talk to them about their mental health issues. Well, you can also do house calls and go and make sure that people are okay if something happens to someone and they have like a mental break with schizophrenia or anything like that, we're able to go out and physically help them or they can come to our facility and we're able to help them within our facility as well. We need you, especially in today's <laughs> times. I'm thinking ahead of like, let's say somebody is really in need. Do they come to see you? Obviously, when they're there, that's the first step already. Absolutely. And they're not afraid. How can we, especially on this podcast, invite people maybe to be more vulnerable and come to a facility where you are? I would think that like it's very intimidating to go to a facility or even to like realize that you do need some sort of like help. I think it's great that we do have facilities that are very open, but that first step is realizing that there is something not going on like right with me right now and I need to go out and get help because I think it's okay to not be okay. But then it's also how do we go from there to get the steps to get help? It's very vulnerable to go and just see yourself in a facility or see yourself getting help from someone. But I think it's one of the strongest things that people can do. People see 
going to somewhere to get help is a sign of weakness, but I personally think it's a sign of the strength that you have to get better and help yourself because in the end, you are the only person who can help yourself. We're here to guide you along the way, obviously. Take pride in that you are getting help, even when it seems really scary and like you're alone through it. How do you think we can invite those people who really need it to come? You mentioned it takes courage and strength to come and to step forward. What if I'm too afraid? What do others say? How oh, do you absolutely. think we can, it's almost like in the business world, how can we do more marketing for that? That it sounds like oh, more yeah. inviting. We go to the spa, maybe that's what it is. I think the best way to just, would to just normalize it. I feel like there's such a big stigma of places like facilities or just even therapy. There's such a big stigma around it that if we just normalize it more, people talk more about them being in therapy. I think it could help others really bring themselves to what they need to do as well. So I just feel like keeping therapy in the shadows is what hurts people. If we just normalize it, if you just talk about, hey, I go to therapy, then that either could bring up open a door of someone being, I could go to therapy too, getting more like recommendations. I know that there are online services now. I think there's one called BetterHelp where you can go online and do those services, which is very cool. I think that's a great way to get it introduced because it's more, it's more acceptable, acceptable, easier to do more stuff. That would be great to get people to normalize it. I've been teaching in a few colleges and there you have help for the students so the students maybe should understand there is help for you in the college but also oh, our yeah. college we can help you maybe that would be a way to normalize it just trying to get it out more with whatever you're into I even think like businesses could like talk more about there because I feel like if you work a job and it's really stressful or high level you might need an outlet I think if business even promotes hey you could if they could even get connected to facilities that they could maybe get a discount through or something like that then I think that would be really cool too colleges are really good resources even high schools they have school counselors colleges have their academic counselors and I feel like businesses of any kind should be able to outsource counselors as well if someone's feeling high stress because I know that if a coworker is not if, if something's going on in your coworker's life, then it's going to impact the way that they are in the business, how they do their work. If business owners and bosses and everything could outsource to every counselors and therapy, then it could just like be really good for the entirety of the business, not just the person as a whole. I know in the business, there have they have EAP systems like employee assistance programs. Oh, okay. Wow. So, some businesses, right? Obviously, if it's a small business, maybe they don't have that. So. The business world, we, we might call it coaching. Ah, okay. Sometimes it's just changing a word. And before oh. I recorded, we said, I have a degree in organizational psychology. If you say organizational psychology, people might say, we don't want to talk about psychology in the business. So we changed yes. the degree to organizational development, which sounds more like we're developing you. It's all about people, all those connotations towards it. I would like to find out how did you get into this field? What is your interest? I have always loved psychology. Ever since I was little, it has their different professions. Growing up, you always hear people say, I want to be a firefighter, policeman, an astronaut, whatever it is. I've always wanted to be a therapist. It's never changed. I knew what I wanted to get into college. I knew that I wanted to go into psychology. I didn't really know what I wanted to go into until my internship. Before, I wanted to do addiction psychology. Personally, I've had a lot of experience with addiction on my own personal side of things. So I've seen it, I've grown up with it, and I wanted to go out into the community and help with it. But then my junior year of college, I had an internship at Frontier House, which is basically a rehab center for everybody and anything. And it's really what opened me to vocational psychology, which is where 
you help people get jobs, you help people get integrated back into life, you normalize people who normally aren't normalized. I totally changed my perspective. And I knew that's what I wanted to do once I graduated. So I wanted to find something that really aligned up with that. I wanted to find master programs that lined up with that. And I've just always loved psychology. I love that you can help people mentally, physically, emotionally, like there's so much you can do within it. And it's so diverse that I just knew that that is what I wanted to go into. It just was, what do I actually want to do with it? We need more of you, especially in the health crisis. You mentioned internship. So what have you seen and how were you able to help others? My internship was, I think, kind of different than most people's experiences in internships. The first day, I didn't know what I was doing. The first day I got in there, I helped push a car out of a snowbank. I opened up a bottle, a bottle of mouthwash for someone because they couldn't do it. I just got to experience a different type of people. I remember one of the people that I got to experience the most was... He was an older man with autism and he had these little cutout figurines. They were little things of like paper. I thought of a paper plate. Sometimes they have designs on them. He would cut them out and they would be his friends. That's how he communicated. And a lot of people wouldn't want to sit and talk with them. I loved him. I loved talking with him. He always brought in new friends or he would rescue them from stores. And to him, that's how he communicated. He would have Kermit the Frog answer the phone because Kermit the Frog was the person who did that, but it would be him answering the phone. That's how he felt comfortable to talk. Or he would have like a little protector and that's how he felt comfortable talking about some personal issues because Minnie the Mouse was with him and that's his friend to talk through it with. That was one of the coolest experiences but to, was to be able to sit down with someone and totally experience a different side of the world through their lens, but have them explain it to you and how they see it and just being open with that. That was, I think, one of the coolest experiences in my internship is really learning how different people can communicate because most people would just see a stuffed animal and they wouldn't really interact with them through it. But I loved it. I thought it was so expressive and so different that he loved talking to me about his new friends. I loved learning about his new friends. And so I think that was one of the most changing of my own heart, just accepting different lenses of things what a wonderful story who are we to judge maybe he's in the real world we're in the wrong world yes exactly exactly and there are other circumstances where i had a gentleman who was about 60 years old and he wanted to apply to king supers and it took us two hours to apply because he read every term and condition because he wanted to make sure that he wanted to work that job i had to explain every term and condition and while I take advantage of myself of being like, I don't have to read terms and conditions. I can just click the box and be on my way. Seeing that some people need that to process through was really changing because it taught me patience. It taught me, okay, I might just click through these things because I don't really read the terms and conditions, but he wanted to really make sure that this is what he wanted to do. Even though it was a cashier job, it was still a job to him. And it was still important to know every aspect of that job. Mm -hmm. So it, internship really taught me patience with people too i just wanted to ask what is the what do you need patience is with the, yes. the letters yes patience acceptance you just have to know that like your reality is different than everyone else's around you and i had to really experience that with my internship because i i met so many cool people but these people you would look like on the street and just kind of dismiss i worked with homeless people I feel like homeless people get such a bad connotation towards them just because that's how we are as people. But they would tell me their life story and it was something that you wouldn't even like imagine. Like one person was homeless because he lost everything due to the pandemic. When you see him, you wouldn't expect that. You wouldn't even stop to talk to him. 
And so it was such a different change of perspective. You really need to be accepting towards all different walks of life and all different ways to experience life, I really feel like. I can only say we need more of you. How can we, <laughs> how can we spread that patience and passion that you have for what you're doing? I don't even know. It's just you need to experience it on hand to really change yourself. Like that was the only way I could do it. I thought I was pretty accepted as a person until I did my internship and I really had to accept different perspectives. I had one gentleman, he suffered with schizophrenia and a few other disorders. And he told me that the devil was in his head and that his world he saw me as an angel, but I had to talk to him through how his perspective was. Like he would explain something and I don't have any idea of it. I'm not in his head, but he would explain something like demons are in the sand around him. And he would ask me if I understood and I would have to be, yes, of course, to get him to talk. Calm him down was to kind of just like, see his world through his brain. And so it kind of, you just have to experience different types of people to really have an understanding and compassion for them. It just takes a really large experience or just like, interaction with people more than one time to really understand, okay, I need to be compassionate towards this person because they're experiencing something that I don't know. And I'm wondering in today's fast paced world, everybody's like, we only have 20 minutes. You then take time. Obviously, when that person comes with the new friends, with the figurines, I don't think in 20 minutes, you can solve or understand that oh, person. absolutely not. Do you have the luxury of time to spend more time with them? I, so yes, my internship, I was there from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day. So I got to spend more time with people. Every job is different. I think if you want to give time, you can give time. I'm not sure what my new job is going to look like yet. I hope it's kind of the same thing because I got to talk to the people with the new friends or I got to talk to them for a few every day, but I was also doing an internship. So I wasn't really like working, working. I was more of just experiencing it for myself. I'm hoping that jobs give time to people who need it. I think with the fast pace of everything, I feel like it's kind of like quick shots of people too, and that you hopefully can develop it more as you continue to see them more. You still can donate time and make it special, even so, let's say in 20 minutes. Absolutely. And I'm sure the more you're experienced, the more you know, kind of like, okay, checklist, is this, 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 okay, and let's move, Absolutely. and how can we help them within that time frame. Once you're receptive to listening, because I one of the things I had to learn was I need to listen to listen and not listen to respond because what we do a lot is we listen to other people because we're waiting to, for our response for them. And so I had to learn I'm listening to this person because I want to hear them, not because I want to respond back to them. So that active listening can help with being productive and proactive to people so they know you're listening to them and understanding them, which makes them feel more comfortable. I always ask one more question. What do you do yes. when you don't work? Yes, when I am not working or doing college or anything like that. I love mountain biking and I love hiking. That's why I just love Colorado so much. The mountains are everywhere. There's a trail like in the backyard. When I'm not doing stuff with people, I love to take time to be outside. I love meditation. I love yoga. Like I love all of that kind of stuff for mental wellness. I guess it's always in my life. I love mountain biking and hiking and just getting out and seeing beautiful scenery that you wouldn't be able to see on your couch. One word of wisdom that you have, maybe for somebody of the listeners who are, maybe I want to get into that field. What would you recommend? That's a really good question. I would just recommend just being open. The one word, I guess, would just be open, openness. Thank you so much for this talk. Thank you so much. What an interesting talk, psychology. Psychology can have many facets. Helping others, listening to others, being patient. 
being with the people. Take the time. Take it from the Ein Woman. We have episodes every Monday. Take advantage of listening to people who have great stories. And Take It From The Iron Woman is also the book, Global Business Coaching with Sports Parallels. You can get it in any bookstore where you buy your books or download it. Thank you so much for your support and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.